The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Happy Friday. It's Car Smart Friday. Let's go for a ride. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So we thought we would start by sharing some things we've experienced in our own marriage, things that don't help you to grow together. In fact, they can often create a wedge in couples and, you know, left unchecked, they can be pretty damaging. The first one, the first negative I can think of is lack of empathy, just not taking a moment to imagine what your partner is feeling from their perspective. And I recently had a conversation with a a girlfriend of mine and she was upset, as she should have been with her husband, for not responding the way she needed him to respond. And I just, you know, because it's the kind of girlfriend that I can have a very serious conversation with and be honest, I said, you know, as an outsider, I can imagine what he's feeling and how in his own head he is right now. So I'm just suggesting that instead of thinking about what you needed, imagine what he's feeling. And, you know, that was helpful to her. Like, you've just, you're so different couples are that sometimes what it is you want from them you have to see things from their perspective and not just their perspective but their history like how did they grow up and how might this be triggering and and why are they responding the way that they're responding and just having empathy gives you so much better perspective and it allows you to be less self-centered I can see that you know also just knowing that both couples you know, you're not always in the same place every day. So you might you might be having a good day or your spouse might be having a good day and, and the opposite's happening on the other end and you just don't know it. And, you, you know, you're like, you know, you come in and everything is so amazing and you had this most amazing day, but your spouse had a really crappy day. And, you know, the response might not be what you're looking for, but, you know, just take a step back and go, oh, you know what, I had such a great day and I'm just bragging about my day and, you know, he had a really crappy day so I should be more empathetic to him and talk to him about his day. Mm -hmm. And you do a good job of communicating that when you mentioned that, I don't know if this is what you were thinking about, but I remember last week there was a day you came in and Sierra and I were working on her book together and we were like right in the middle of like this big, I don't know, project and we were so engrossed in it and you walked up the stairs and you're like hey girls and we're like oh hey and like glanced over and then like we're right and you're like well thanks you know that's not exactly how I wanted to walk in <laughs> yeah but then but you mentioned it yeah I mentioned it and but you then you guys kind of like dropped what you were doing and just kind of like said oh sorry we, we were just uh, you know into that and then I was like oh no no you guys go back to what you're doing and it's just like you know you almost kind of like when I walked through the door I was like oh my gosh they're going to be up there and I haven't seen the girls all day and you know but you know it's it's just something that you also as as me I shouldn't have made that big a deal out of it and I didn't because right. 
you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, that could be the start of something if you're not in a healthy relationship that you do that and you, you know, all of a sudden now you hold resentment and you go upstairs and you're just like, oh, okay, they don't even care that I'm here. You know, then it just snowballs into something else. And then, which is perfect because our next thing that we think you should avoid is holding in your feelings, thinking that you're being a good spouse by not communicating how it is you truly feel. And I know this is an important one for you because you had to learn how to do this. For years until, you know, years of therapy, for years I just agree to do things you know, no matter what they were and just kind of, you know, and you were looking for my opinion a lot of times, but I knew maybe it was something that you wanted to do or didn't want to do. And I just agreed to go along with it. And, you know, and I really did that. Well, cause it, you do that over time. It builds up resentment in, you know, cause you're not communicating and saying, you know, I really don't feel like doing that today. Or, you know, could we do a little bit of less of that? Yeah. You know, and it's just a communication thing and it's just your feelings. It's just the way you feel about a certain thing. And it, there's no reason why you shouldn't share that. And I, you know, I've learned that over years that like, I mean, you want that, you want that honesty as a partner and a spouse. You want me to be honest with you and tell you when I don't like things or I really like things. I think one of the most detrimental things you can bring to a relationship is resentment. It's the death of relationships. And resentment is at the core of lack of communication. And we don't often communicate because we think we're going to be rejected. We think that our opinion doesn't matter. We think that our voice doesn't need to be heard, but it does. So it's practicing doing it and realizing that a moment of discomfort is nothing compared to a lifetime or decades of resentment because once you get to that stage man we've seen couples who can't come back because one just sucked it up and never expressed what it was they wanted or how they were feeling and also this doesn't mean like Shalene and I are giving you privilege not that you have to take this advice or not but we're not saying that you just all of a sudden have to start saying no to everything that your spouse no. wants to do it's have a have a conversation have a, have a conversation about it because i could just see people going oh yeah i don't like to do this so i'm just going to tell them no <laughs> and, and right it's, it's why you feel a certain way doing that certain thing so the next one i want to bring up is and i don't even know how to describe this tip but i do think it's so so important and that is doing whatever you need to do and behaving in such a way that in social settings you're not intentionally passive aggressively trying to make it awkward for your partner and I've seen couples do this where one doesn't want to be there or is feeling insecure and they will act in such a way like maybe it's by being short or being with snippy. these little, yeah, snippy or having like little jabs at their partner where they're in a social situation and they are intentionally trying to undermine their partner or make them feel awkward or put them down or they're just being a butthead. Like they're just not being very friendly and, and it's just so obvious that that person's uncomfortable and they just don't even care that now they're, they've put their spouse in the most awkward of positions. And you can tell when you're in social settings and, and it's going on, it's very uncomfortable for everybody around. 
because you can see it happening and, and you're just like, oh. And the first thing that you're saying, oh, they must have got in a fight before they came in or, you know, it's there's always something that, you know, your brain goes, you know, as somebody watching this happen or even if it's happening to you, you're like, the crime does, what's, what's that saying? The, the, the punishment, punishment doesn't meet, yeah. meet the crime, right? You're yeah. like, wait a second, that's a way different reaction than what you should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when you used to do this before therapy again probably because you weren't communicating to me something you didn't want to do like we would go out to dinner maybe with a couple and maybe I'm just guessing you didn't want to go out with them or you didn't feel like going out at all or whatever but because of that you were kind of like holding back your true feelings and then we would go out to dinner and you would just be a little short or snippy or not as friendly a little I don't know negative and I would like work like mad to try to overcompensate for it so that it wasn't uncomfortable yeah I mean obviously we've done this a lot where we've talked about Brett before therapy and Brett after therapy but Yeah. yeah Brett before therapy wasn't that much fun all the time you know in terms of you know, so and what it, was going through your mind? It could have been something during the day that it might not even have been the couple that we were out with or that we needed to go out or it might have just been something, you know, that was going on in my head before that, that, you know, that had me preoccupied and had me disassociating with the whole entire evening. And so then, like, if I was asked a question and I just kind of wanted to disassociate, I just... You know, I might be short. So then if you're short and snippy, then you're like less likely to get questions asked to you or maybe be involved in the conversation. So Interesting. So it was, it was it probably wasn't as much as the current surroundings as it was probably just, you know, something that I was feeling during that day or something. And that's, you know, our own situation. But we've been with couples where one is just, oh, gosh, it's so uncomfortable. Like one is like... Well, yeah, um, that's what happens when my wife redoes everything I do because she thinks I'm an idiot. And then the wife will like laugh and go, <laughs> oh, you just, no, stop it. And then it's uncomfortable and you think, okay, well, you know, hopefully they drop it. And then it just keeps going and going and going and it's so awkward and so uncomfortable and it's inappropriate and it's happening because one of them is waiting for that moment, don't you think? I feel like it's a one of those two is not expressing their true feelings and so they're waiting for this opportunity where it's actually going to be more uncomfortable. I don't know what's going on there. What do you think's going on? I just listening to all of our negatives. I can sum this all up in one word. Okay. Communicate. Every single one of our negatives has either you either needed to start with communication or you needed to communicate it better or dude you're so right they're all communicate i mean it's just like it's and it's such a cliche like everybody's like what's the one thing that you need for a great relationship and everybody's like you need to be able to communicate you just gotta talk and you and you can't hold back your feelings because they're your feelings and you know your partner can't i mean they can they could take offense to it or whatever but they're your feelings and you just have to like you said it right at the beginning you know there's got to be some empathy put yourself in their shoes Well, the other two negatives that we said ahead of time when we talked about what we were going to talk about, the other two were, and it's you're right, they have to do with communication. The other two were not keeping secrets. And then the last one was not making decisions 
by yourself without communicating them to your partner. Yeah. We, we're, we'll go into these two also, but they're all communicating. Yeah. Communication. And I think, like you just said, yeah, but giving people the advice to communicate sounds so cliche, but it's more than communication. It's trust that you can communicate your feelings and with honesty and not just your feelings. You can communicate what it is you're struggling with. That's a big one because secrets are often part of a struggle. Hey there, we'll get right back to the show, but I have a quick question for you. Are you trying to lose weight or just be healthy or just feel more confident and happy? Well, in order to do that, you need a new way. You see, the problem is losing weight, it's hard and keeping it off feels almost impossible. At the 131 Method, we have helped over 50 thousand people find a new way, a much better way. Okay, so here's how this works with our online program. It's three simple steps. You go to 131method.com, you start it, you slay it, and you own it. Step one is to start it. You do that by identifying what it is you want to work on. What is your priority? Is it weight loss? Is it gut health? Then you pick a start date, you log in and go. Step two, you slay it. What does that mean? It means you get your meal plans, you select from hundreds of delicious, simple recipes all online, including cooking tutorials, and then we'll help you change up the way you eat every four weeks. That is going to boost your metabolism and it's called diet phasing. We'll help you personalize the process because hello, one size fits all diets do not work, they never have, and they never will. We all need our own individualized approach. And our registered dietitians are going to help you do that so that this is something that you can do for life. And then step three, you own it. No more wasting time with fad diets or wondering if you're doing something right. It's time for you to take control of your health, to heal your relationship with food and your body. And we want to help you lose the weight and keep it off. You deserve to look and feel freaking amazing. So do yourself a favor. Go to 131method.com and let's do this. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for prioritizing your health. Now back to the show. More the person that is keeping the secret holds on to it. It seems like it gets deeper and deeper and rooted deeper into your like core. And so it makes it even harder to unravel. And it's just once, trust me, from somebody that's, had a lot of secrets in his past and been able to work through them and then talk to people that I love and trust and Chalene and it just oh my gosh your stomach it's just like it's unravels it's like that kitten that plays with that yarn that's like all like tied up in a big strong knot and then when yeah. you unravel that thing it feels so good and, and you feel loose and like light that makes so much sense but there's that fear and when we talk about secrets it can be things that maybe you're hiding from your spouse that you're doing it could be things that you are ashamed of from your past or, or things that you're struggling with currently maybe it's an addiction or maybe it's that you are in charge of the bills and you've been hiding them for months maybe it's that you're having feelings or it's something from your past whatever it is when you share a secret with someone you love you might fear that you're going to have their rejection and that you're even going to hurt them, but nothing is more damaging and more hurtful than actually keeping a secret 
And nothing is more endearing than someone who loves you saying, I have something I have to tell you. Oh, for sure. So, and that's the hardest part about the secret and just holding things in because you don't think that that's going to happen. What you, part? That, that your spouse or significant other or the person that you're going to give that information to is going to receive it with like love and care and like want to help and have a... Toy. And maybe forgiveness. And forgiveness and and then have a different outlook of where you're coming from and such. And you know what? You might have told somebody in the past something that was really dark and you know you were very vulnerable and you didn't get the reaction so you're like okay I'm never doing that again well I think you just told the wrong person and I think that you need to still trust your your gut and your instincts and I think you need to try it again with somebody that you really care for and then if you don't know how to decipher what that is like who would receive this well yeah. then that's when you need to go to a therapist because they'll yes yes in fact you might start there right like so if you have a secret that because as they say you are as sick as your secrets the secrets that you keep and secrets can destroy a marriage secrets can destroy a family secrets can destroy your own potential so if you know you're struggling with a secret find a therapist to help you kind of make sense of it and I think that will help you to come forward with you know figuring out who it is you can talk to I agree so let's share with people the things that we think bring couples closer I think the obvious one is communication yeah obviously number one is communication I think something else would be to give compliments Mm. I think it's sexy how often I mean I do it every day yeah so do you I do yeah and I think the more specific the compliment is I read something one time that like when you thank somebody for a gift uh-huh. You're supposed to tell them what the gift was because it kind of reiterates yeah. that you they know what you got them. Right. So and saying like, thank you so much for the gift. Yeah. You're supposed to tell them like, thank you so much for this or that or and explain what it is. And it, it seems weird because you're like, well, they know what they got me. Right. But there's something psychology about it that is more endearing. Yeah. And I think that if when you think about giving a compliment, it shouldn't be just like a generic compliment that. What's it, a specific compliment I've given you recently? You like that I'm doing lots of legs because it's doing good stuff for my butt. <laughs> so you compliment the way I look, like physique. All the time. Yes. But I mean, it's, and when I say specific, like when you come downstairs or you put something else on, like pick something out that is. Notice. Like, like notice. Notice like, it. Like, yeah. like, like a new way you're wearing your hair or, you know, like you just recently changed your perfume and just trying this one and, you know, and it smelled good. And I didn't just say, oh, you look nice today. I said, oh my gosh, you smell so good. You, you know, mm-hmm. give it specifics. Here's one I think is really helpful is know the little things that make a difference to your partner. I happen to know that you love walking in the house and seeing it spotless and having a candle lit like when we come home from work like so sometimes I will work from home and Brett will work from the office and when I know he's about to walk back into the house I like straighten everything up I get rid of all my clutter because you know I'm the organized girl but let's just say that sometimes it's an organized mess like I just have little piles everywhere and little papers everywhere and you know you can tell where I've been it's kind of like a tornado so just before he's going to walk in the house, I make sure all the clutter is removed. I try to clean the kitchen. I fluff up the pillows on the couch and I light a candle. It takes me like 10 minutes 
And I know that that creates an environment for you when you walk in. I love a clean house. Like like right now, we're driving home from a three-day kind of business work slash fun getaway. And the fact that I know that the house was cleaned while we were not there and we're walking into a clean house just already has me excited. <laughs> okay, the next one I have is downtime, like planning special things together. And you know what I noticed the other day, honey? What's that? We used to have a date night like every single week uh-huh. and we've stopped doing like calling it date night and I wondered if that's because we're empty nesters now it's like we just do them all the time so it's like we've stopped calling them date night but you know a couple nights a week we go out to dinner or like this weekend we had a little getaway and it was super fun and so last night was a date night yeah, it was a date night, but we didn't we don't call it, we didn't date, call night. it a date night. But I think it is very, very important that you have date nights and that they're special they're time. they're called special time and they're called date night. Now, the fact that we've been together for so long and that we don't have to call them date nights anymore, but we kind of know when they're going to be a yeah. little bit more special than yeah, um, yeah. You'll say like, "Hey, do you want to go to a nice dinner tonight?" Yeah. And I guess I just noticed that it was like kind of more of a big deal when our kids were little. Like we had to put more emphasis on it because it's hard. It's hard to make that a priority because your kids feel like the number one priority and they always need you and and there's always more you want to pour into them. But we just realized when they were little that that's how we could role model to them the importance of marriage and the importance of honoring your partner you know when you have kids and you know we had two and they both had sports and so date night was like okay so wait a second they have sports on monday through thursday we have game on friday you know so you're always navigating that so i think as empty nesters now we can kind of just say hey tonight sounds like a great night to do you know to go out to dinner but i think we know what our date nights are and stuff but it's definitely important Next, I would say to have something physical that you do together. And it's such a powerful way to draw two people together. I mean, whether that's exercise, which of course we do every day together. And sometimes we just go to the gym together. We don't exercise together, but we're going there together and we're coming back together. And that's like we both have had this experience at the same time. You don't have to do the same workout as your partner, but... That's important, but it doesn't have to be exercise. It could be skeet shooting or golf or... Just a hobby. It could be an activity that you do but Something together. physical, I think. Oh, I think physical, the physicalness of it makes it attractive. The fact that you can do something physical with your partner, you know, outside of being physical with your partner, you know... It creates uh, a bond yeah. and it's... You tap into a different type of energy and attraction when you're doing something physical oh so another tip is to think about your partner first i mean is huge and and i'm not saying like all the time because that's also not very healthy if you're just always thinking about your partner first you know you got to take care of yourself but to think about them and wake up and go wow you know i kind of have an easy day today and wow i know that my spouse is going to have a really hard next couple days whether it's a work thing or just whatever it might be and just to reach out to them and say how can i help you 
you know, what can I do to make life easier on you? That's a great one to, you know, ask. Well, like, what what can I do today that just going to make, are there a couple errands that I could just take off your plate and yeah. make your day yeah. so much more easier? Even little things. Every time you're at the store, you're like, hey, I'm running into CVS. Is there anything you might need? How about tomorrow? Is there anything you need for that? Like, you're always thinking about what I've got going on, and I appreciate that. I think that's so simple, especially with this day and age of being able to text so easy and just like, you know, I'm walking into Whole Foods or I'm walking into, like you said, CVS and just checking to see if you need anything, you know, and it might just be like something like deodorant and you're just like, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, I I know I'm out, almost out. Yes, pick up, you know, a couple things, you know, whatever. Another thing I think which will bring couples closer together is to, as often as you can remember, honor your partner honor your spouse in front of your children you know when you're at dinner say guys you know what daddy did today you know what mommy finished this week guys how amazing is this dinner that your father put together I mean (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say mother that would be inauthentic of me but you know like it's so important that you honor your significant other in front of your children that's actually giving your child a compliment when you put your significant other down especially if you're divorced, anytime you do that, that is chipping away at your child's identity because they see themselves in their parents. So anything negative you say about their father, it's as if you're saying it about them. It's really important you honor your significant other when you're in social settings, like any opportunity you have when you're with a group, instead of talking about yourself or your kids for that matter, because nothing is more boring Everyone thinks their kids are so interesting, but they're really not. People are just being polite. You know, so stop bragging about your kids and brag about your significant other. Because if nothing else, your kids aren't there. Your significant other is there, likely. Put them on a pedestal. Make them feel amazing. It's crazy how quickly that will be reciprocated. I would like to conclude this by giving my three words and maybe people could reach out to you and give them their three words after listening to this. But my three words after doing this podcast together would be first, communicate better. Mm -hmm. Two, show more empathy. Mm -hmm. And three, don't be selfish. Mm. Would be my three words that I take away from this. Yeah, I think the more giving and the more you put, like, you know, we always talk about service. Mm-hmm. If you think about you are in service to your significant other, mm-hmm. you can't lose. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast with me, Mr. Brett Johnson. Thank you so much. Now we can go pick up our dogs. We're here to pick up the puppies. They were at a stay and play, a pet resort. <laughs> this should be interesting. All right, guys, we love you. Mean it. Talk to you soon. Talk to you Monday. Bye.